Welcome to the Outsider Podcast by Bleed TV. I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. Uh, we're down a man tonight. Uh, looks like the flu might have got Jake. Was it the flu? I thought he was saying the coronavirus was coming over from... No, uh, he, he dumped all of his uh, lime and corona bottles and everything else. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it was that. Such but, a shame. Yeah. But uh, anyway, we're, we're down that or he's just... Still trying to figure out where his nuts are in the jar in the garage that his wife took away. Who, who knows? <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll buy the uh, flu. The we'll, flu we'll, virus. We'll, we'll roll with that. But he did send his regards. He did send us some thoughts. So. I hope he didn't send regards. We, we've all done Game of Thrones. <laughs> I, that could end poorly. Anyway, but start looking out the window. Yeah, but yeah, he did send us uh, his thoughts and everything. Yeah, it's a, we'll sprinkle a little bit of in yeah. there. You know, just a little. But episode anyway, six, the episode one about six. the Yiddish vampire, which. Fantastic title, dude! I love the title. I love the episode. I, I to me, this could be easy to say one of my favorite episodes up to point. I just love all the unraveling, and all would, the unraveling without it present or visually a present. Let's put it that way. Um, it just shows you the the depth of how well they went with the show, and it shows such a good job of giving you all the little things that you might've missed or didn't realize were actually affecting people in the show kind of came to a head on this episode. Agreed. And I love, I absolutely love that. Um, I would say, is this the first time the show was fast paced? Um, yeah. And I didn't really realize it until after the episode, but I was just like, we were moving around a lot. Yeah. Like as soon as we got done watching it, the first thing in my mouth was we got a ton to unpack. on. Yeah. This one. I mean, like it, it definitely had a, a better pace. I very appreciated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the last episode was a little bit slower. Um, and even like you saw in reviews on IMDb and other like that, they kind of gave last week a lower episode. I think it was because they, you know, took more time and stuff, but still phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, like it, it was a terrible rating for what they ended up getting, yeah, it, but uh, no, it uh, is what it is. Yeah. There, there's no doubt. But, um, but even though like, they, and I'm going to go ahead and give a shout out now is, is that the emails and reviews we got this week, <laughs> Guys, I can't, I can't thank y'all enough. I mean, um, you know, and one stuck out. I got an email just a few minutes ago uh, from, I hope you don't mind the name drop, Maureen. Uh, you know, and, and he, he, he points out a detail that we're going to talk about that I think is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some, uh, and some of the reviews that were talking about, you know, the show and so on. And, uh, you know, Faithful Niner, I, I hear you out there. But anyway, I'm just saying that, like, it... it we do it, read them. We can't thank you enough. Yeah, exactly. So I thought it was pretty awesome. So I, I want to put that into the show early. Um, and so other than that, I think we could just quit jabbing and just get right to it. Yeah. I think the first thing we talk about, and I think this will give us the, the tree of branches for the entire episode per se, is that we get to see the abilities in action of El Coco, it, whatever Mm -hmm. you want to say. Or as Gloria would say, El Cuckoo, Cuckoo. which I I thought was absolutely fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. That was awesome. Um, or the perceived abilities mm-hmm. or the notions of an ability, however you want to put it. Um, and it kind of leads us into, like I said, all the branches of the story. Um, biggest thing this episode was obviously the ability to affect a person's mental state mm-hmm. as well. So powerfully. I mean, like I just think about Jack getting his ass beat by his mother. Well, I mean, I don't even know if that's just a mental state because you almost see like a form of telekinesis working through it. Like Jack is visualizing his mother beating the shit out of him. And then they give us this cool 10 seconds of you hear the. Yeah. You know, and he's like where he's hearing noises and stuff. Right. And this this was an episode where 
the auditory part of things was so vivid. I mean, it was there a were character. several times. Yeah, exactly. It's like it was a third person in the room, mm-hmm. you know, and um, you know, you would see him go, you hear that, and you see Jack wince, or his vision would change, or his facial expression would move, yep. or something, and it was just like he was letting the viewer know this guy was like the invisible bear on your back. You know, I mean, that's basically what it is. I mean, trust me, when you're fat guys oh, no, like no. us, back in the day when you're running around the track, you know, people are going great, great, great. And then all of a sudden, about that time for that bear to jump on him. And that's when somebody, <laughs> you know, that's the expression for you're about to slow down. Yeah. They're out of gas, you know. Well, I mean, I also loved, uh, she came at him like a spider monkey. You know, his oh, mom was not messing dude. around or anything. Hey, Jackie boy. Uh, yeah. Oh, woo, mom, that was don't creepy. You, don't you know you're dead? You know? Yeah. And then it, then it comes to a clear, could you send yeah. someone else? Oh and man, it, just you know the what fear I mean? and everything. That line right there, fantastic. Is it, man? Like I, mean, I, like, I have goosebumps all over again I mean, just hearing like, you say it. And like I said, I mean, like, well, I mean, and like, why do you think he sent his mom? Like, do we think that she was abusive to him, or I'm going to guess this thing has the ability, based on this episode and what we've seen in previous episodes, is is that you know things that haunt you or you're afraid of mm-hmm. or that bother you, whatever, it can use it against you. So he chooses his mother, which obviously, you know, like you said, that was going to bother him the yeah. most. He won't go hit, he won't hit back at a mother if he's visualizing it or this, that, or so on. You, you know, at least you think so. Yeah. You know, and that's the premise you want to believe, you know what I'm saying? But it also, like, it, that leads us into Ralph's, you know, situation yes. where, you know, later in the episode, we're like, wait a minute. He was, that, was that his dream of his son or was this thing messing with his mind to make him yeah. say, let it go because he was talking to him. And he even had that great scene where he walks in and goes, was it you? You, yep. you know what I mean? And it's I'm like, the fact that we're going through Jack's or Ralph's denial with it. Exactly. Because, you know, when he's sitting down with this therapist the whole time, I'm thinking, dude, that was El Cuco. El Cuco. You know, there's no doubt about it. But his denial and belief that it was his son visiting, just like, hey, let me go. Grieve for me. Be okay. Start living your life again. Yeah. You know, the fact that how he's taking it, it's like, wait, am I wrong? Or is Ralph wrong? Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a great visual example. And then, like, Holly telling him, like, hey, you know, Tamika didn't show it. I'm willing to bet there, you know, anybody talked to her, there might be a reason why, you know. And he's like, no, she's just a pregnant. Like, he's using, he's he's looking at it like I would. Yeah. You know, just throwing logic at it and be like, no, you know, she's got a baby. She doesn't (laughs) want to drop it and come go to a meeting about right. the boogeyman or anything. Yeah. And so, I mean, like, shoot, it makes you wake up to realization. Now I will say, I'm going to ask this question for you. And this is a question that, you know, like we would all debate, especially Jake mm-hmm. is, is that was Holly able to get all these conclusions too easily in a matter of 20 minutes of this episode? Because, I mean, she was making conclusions about Tamika. Have you seen it? It affects all these families and able to pinpoint different things. And then she, you know, she sees the neck. She knows there's a, you know, that she's, there's a host, somebody yeah. that has to help. There's all these things. She, you know, it, it secretes a fluid that's not human, you know, and it's or not vegetable. It's not beef. It's not whatever. <laughs> and then, you know, and then it also like, oh, it's shedding yeah. a skin. And, you know, you follow what I'm saying? Like, well, I mean, she delivers a, she, I mean, like this package is so large. We're unpacking mm-hmm. that she unloads on the viewer and the person watching the show. Is it too much too quick? I don't think so because of how they've delivered it. And we know that she's been thinking about this nonstop for the entirety that we've been seeing it. I, I, so I, I, she's taken all of this evidence and yeah, it's all unraveling at once, 
but she was given a lot of those clues. And I'll give you that. I definitely like that. I mean, like a good example is her walking into that room and seeing the four or five drawings on yes. the board. And her immediate conclusion is, this is its transformation. Yeah. Like she's you know been I mean? trying to figure it out. And so by the time she's able to say, okay, now that I know he's transforming, that means what else transforms? Okay, so spiders like get rid of their effect. skin. Yeah. You want to go domino effect. So I've always wondered why it took this long. But now that I see these pictures, it's given me the clue that it takes so many days for it to transform. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like anything like this, if it, if it's worried about us finding out or this or something, that means it's vulnerable. Yep. And so, and obviously it has to have a stoolie that does its work for him. And this, the neck thing becomes a conclusion. Exactly. Um, it's like, I don't know if people watch Survivor and stuff, but whenever they're doing a puzzle, they can't figure it out. Then all of a sudden they get one piece and I was like, oh my God, I know yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah, really. It's and just so, that one clue that, like I said, the domino effect yep. goes. It's like you already kind of know like you're looking for a phrase or you're looking for a picture or something like that. Then it's like, okay, I've got the one piece, boom. Now I know exactly yeah. how we can start working go. it. Right. And so she's already had all that information. And then like we, we just kept giving her the piece she needed organically. Right. And she does a good job, the writing on this, like talking about like, I don't really want to talk about this. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I'm not comfortable. You know, no one's going to believe me. And she's a little like bit that. like Ralph with... I think she didn't want to talk about it, not just because she didn't have all the information. Her gut's telling her not to trust Jack. I really think that was part of it of why she didn't want to. She didn't know why she didn't want to trust him, but by the end of the episode, she's like, okay. Well, now another it's making thing, sense. too, is that if you're somebody who's about to divulge this, all this information that are so on, and this is suddenly a new team member. You know, in the area, and you're still you're wondering why people there was always accomplices and so on. I'd mm-hmm. be very concerned about who I say what to and where. And, I and agree wholeheartedly. So I mean, like everything felt in bounds. Well, know? and especially since Jack had such a fake friendliness about him. I guess is the best way to right. do it. Like, I mean, you know, when you're around somebody that you feel like you can rib with and all of that, and like he was trying too hard. Oh yeah. And then by the end, when she's like, "Can I just be honest with you?" You look like you're in hell. Yeah. And then he gave that smile. Man, that's a creepy smile. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. I mean. Um, and I mean, just sitting there. And it was just like, I don't know. They didn't really explain it. It was just a cool diner scene. So I'll accept it. But there was no reason for them to just him being drinking coffee in the diner. And It is true. Like when you pick somebody up and you need to go somewhere, you know. And you already know you're going to a meeting. Like, Yeah. Well, how do we end up at a coffee bar? You know what I mean? But again, I guess just to set up the yeah, you could have had the same conversation in the truck on the way over there. Exactly, you know what I'm saying? Like, there was the necessity of having it. Um, I don't know. Maybe you needed a face to face visual where she's staring at his face, where you wouldn't have got that if you were in the car, to be able to come to the conclusion of you look like you're in hell. You follow what I'm saying? So yeah, I'll give that for the benefit of doubt. You know, you you, you would make that determination based on that. I mean, it gave us a good scene and as. Listeners of us from the past know I just love one-on-one talking scenes, so I'm okay with it. Yeah, and, I'll write. and there were several this episode. Yes. You notice that this one had a lot of those. Um, they were very dynamic. I remember when Ralph was talking to Glory, and they were, you know about the whole couples hiding stuff. Man, Man her acting job. Just a the writing in that scene yeah. was phenomenal. But like you said, her writing or her acting job when she's struggling the whole time to say. Terry might have done this or anything to fall into that belief. And then when she says it out loud, audibly gasps and turns her head, I was like, that's a broken woman. Oh, yeah. It was it was masterful. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, piss on watching the Oscars. I'm yeah. watching somebody who deserves one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Based off of her I, performance. I got nothing for all that political garble that they, you know, beat each other on the back with their hands yep. to watch a you know, award show. Um, 
But I mean, that's just, phenomenal. Then there was the one where the the lawyer and the PI, and this is where the the title comes from. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was appreciative to see these different characters have a moment on screen mm-hmm. that really kind of show and highlight that you know they're human. Well, I mean, like, and could you imagine being in that PI because he's worked with the lawyer a long time, right. you know, and he, they worked with Holly before, and they've always had evidently fantastic results mm-hmm. you know what i mean that's why you pay her and you do this there and so on and so, so you're going to your boss essentially and just being like i mean i kind of believe in the supernatural stuff you know like maybe she has something here and then the guy who's been providing you a living is just like really this do, is what we're going with do you think the reaction that some of the people got like the lawyer and i understand maitland's wife glory mm-hmm. you know you know the, well yeah like i wanted to be upset with her but then as soon as i stepped back i was like man if I had a wife in this situation and someone was pinning her for this, I'd be pissed too if you're throwing something. I understand. Her reaction is on par. Yep. Bigger, who's hired her and used her before. That is the odd one. That was the odd one because he was the first one to go, oh, let me get you out of here. You know, this is, da, 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 mm-hmm. you know, basically. And you know, as a lawyer, you should be yeah. looking for anything. Now, maybe he just doesn't see a way he can use this in court or that he was truly friends with Terry. Well, that or, like you said, I think he was trying to get her out of the room. He, he Maybe he can stomach it or he knows she's eccentric, but she, her being in the room was not a planned thing. Yeah. This was something that, you know, Ralph's wife decided to do um, to bring her to the meeting and so on. So um, I understand all that. I just, you know. Well, and I love how uh, Ralph's wife stays continues talking to her in the room and everything and because she's already oh, she's a like, believer now she's like okay you know this doesn't really make sense but it's something i can dig my teeth into hold on and see what else comes well, up it's this. better than being told i'm dreaming all the time and insane or crazy because yeah, of, i mean there were several times where you know the line again ralph saying i'm not calling you crazy mm-hmm. i just this is what i choose to believe yes that might be worse that, than calling her crazy. That right there, it, well, you, that man doesn't survive getting out of that dining room <laughs> in a real world, okay? As a married oh, man, yeah. if I look at my wife and I say, baby, I'm yeah. not calling you crazy, but I choose to believe differently. Yeah. She's going to claw me. The, the, there's you, no, there's, we agree to disagree here. You just anything. shine the turd a little bit prettier. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, it still stinks. You know, but now it's a shiny turd. You know, it it is what it is. Yeah, you know, it's you know, not going to work. You know, you, you There's can't your make chicken salad out of chicken <laughs> shit. I mean, it's just the bottom line, okay? And so, again, uh, you know, and another example of great one-on-one dialogue. I, I love Eunice, the officer. You mm-hmm. know, he walks out open-minded. He's the one who had well, the great even, story about the you know his grandmother he, and Pale. Yeah, and, he's kind of believing it before they even walk out because as soon as he says El Coco, he's... He immediately goes oh, yeah. into the That's Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Like, yeah. And it was the same thing as we were told two episodes ago from the uh, older woman after she leaves the prison. He's like, yo, they said El Coco would uh, eat me if you know I yeah. didn't do this or that. Uh, it seems very cultural. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Dare I say, as soon as he said that, you know, the first guy who's open-minded is usually the first one to die. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, hey, y'all, y'all, y'all might need to believe this, this, that are so on. Yeah. <laughs> They're usually, you know. No, you really you're right. About, you're right about that. You know what I mean? It, it's just like, you know. And oddly enough, he's the one that's going to be following. Yeah, he's pursuing the open-mindedness. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? All right. Now, Jake mentioned this, and I think this is a great catch. The one scene in this entire movie that. Movie, TV show. TV show. That Feels was, like a movie. That was random and not 
in tune with everything else shown mm-hmm. was suddenly um was it claude is it bolton is that yeah. the, that's the titty bar owner um uh, out of nowhere gets involved in a fight punches a guy after he gets cut on the arm and then goes to his car and leaves all for Eunice to watch him. I get that, like that. But this is the one part of the episode that is truly just something that leads to something else. Yes. Um, in the past, we that he was scratched, and we believe that he is being cloned. Okay, so he is the next potential victim of somebody being done something bad happening, and this guy being framed yes, for it. Because we've got to be close to twenty-four days, as we've been talking about. Right, and so Jake's determination, which I think it's a solid catch, and we, you and I were talking about it, was mm-hmm. is that the reason his arm gets cut is something that he is going to either go get doctored up mm-hmm. or people ever notice that he got cut and left or whatever the reason. And so when something happens later... This is going to be his identifying this mark. This is going to be an identifying mark is what we, we believe. And that's what Jake was throwing in there. And I think it's a solid. Um, because it's different because usually... He's the one scratching to get the DNA and everything. Right. This was him being scratched, so we think he hasn't transferred yet or something. Or well, I think this is the real guy. Yes, but the doppelganger, the doppelganger is not going to know to have this mark. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You know, and I guess the next question is: is that if you have the DNA of person, that doesn't mean you have the DNA of their injuries over life. True. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like. Well, you, and also, you scratch Terry Maitland across his hand, right? Mm-hmm. And you become Terry Maitland. But he had a shirt on. For all you know, he had a massive kidney surgery that were, it has a scar right. that goes all the way across his belly or this, that, or so on. You know what I'm saying? You know, I guess if you're not doing your homework and you don't see the guy you know, with his shirt mm-hmm. off, this, that, or so on, you wouldn't know to try to replicate that, that. wound. And DNA is not going to tell you that you had that wound. That's true. You know what I'm saying? So... Even if you, even if this thing knew he had a scratch on his arm, is this thing have the ability to replicate to it. replicate the wounds that it sees or visualizes or whatever? Or are we to say because it has a supernatural ability to get into someone's mind and do things and it would literally know beat things. somebody up <laughs> that we could probably assume that it has the ability to know what a person's put it like if you can know what somebody's mind is and use it against them yeah then you can know in their mind that you can see the injuries and wounds they've had in the past this that are so on and you could revisualize that but if you haven't done it in a while or this is something new this could be the this could be the linchpin of the difference between the two yeah and you'd have to i wouldn't even begin to know to start looking at my body i don't even look in the mirror really at all so it'd just be like you think if you're taking over something's body, it's like, okay, I've got this, this, and this. I need to do that. I mean, this thing's so crazy intuitive about right. looking through the memories exactly. and just it's different just things like that. The detail orientation here, it could be, I mean, like I, I, I use kidneys as an example. Like I had a kidney issue when I was uh, a few years back and they had to go in and I look like I have a gunshot in my back. One of the scars I have, nice. you know, like that. And so that's of course what I tell everybody. Well, cool. yeah, I mean, you, know you know were mean? saving. I took that 45 people. like a champion. <laughs> you know what I mean? Rescued <laughs> that little girl and everything. I coughed a little blood. The blue, blue fell right out. It wasn't no big deal. You know, <laughs> I put a bandaid on it, a small bandaid, you know, whatever, you know, Paw Patrol. Exactly, obviously, exactly. You know, um, but, uh, and it, like the other crazy thing is the person's always out of town when the thing happens and it happens in their town. That was a detail that Holly talked about. I'm happy you bring that up is that great synopsis of date times, Mm -hmm. who was where 
and everybody was miles away. Yes. It's not like they were in the same town. They got to see me. Like she mentioned, okay, Maitland was so many miles away at a conference. Uh, one was so many miles away. Yeah, Hofsetter was at here. his mom's house and everything. And the girl was in New Jersey, mm-hmm. you know, a different state. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, that's Don't get wrong. Like- <laughs> New Jersey, New York, yeah, I get it, you know, coming from my southern folks. But even, even so, you know what I'm saying, what might be – 30 minutes of distance for us is two hours for them. Yes. You know what I mean? Traffic, whatever you want to call it. So, I mean, the big thing we have to think of is what will Bolton have to leave the strip club for? Because we've that's all only place we've ever seen him. I mean, it almost looks like he lives at this place where he works at. Something else that's different here, since you brought that up, is, is that he's never killed in the same town before that we know of. True. So this, him copying somebody else local. Mm-hmm. That is seen on camera, visual, this, that, or so on, a part of the active cases that are so on. So, well, and also, like, I don't mean to cut you off, but it reminds me of the conversation we had with a guy on Twitter where we were always wondering about the food. And we think he brought up that might be because he hasn't been able to eat the grief of Glory and the daughters and true. Ralph and everybody else. So he's actually needing some other form of sustenance. And Possibly. that's where we're getting the deer. And the pig and things like that. Right, right, right. Just now, want to give you like we are listening. We are like yeah, listening oh, yeah. to all of y'all They're and everything. Point. Going back to Claude, even even if he turns into Claude, doesn't necessarily mean Claude's going to do something here. You know what, what? I'm saying? Because like remember, he scratched Terry Maitland in mm-hmm. Dayton and then came to Cherokee. Yes. So, you know, he scratched, you know, um, Hofstetter in New York and came to Dayton and did something. So if you follow that same line of deal. He's going to he scratch Claude here, and he's going to travel somewhere else and do something horrible. True, but he followed them to where they lived. This is true. And so, I mean, this is where the strip club owner lives. This is true. That so, is I mean, some, something's got to break. Either he's going to do it while Bolton is still in the town, or, like you said, he never kills in the same city twice. He's going to have to leave, but Bolton is still going to have the evidence of actually being in his hometown. Okay, I can give you that. So I mean, well, I guess the, yeah, that's right. So I mean, it's going to be interesting to see where they go with Bolton mm-hmm. from this point forward, um, and I could totally see us having a scene where you see both of them in the same visual somehow, or at least I'm hoping so. Man, that'd be pretty you, cool. Yeah, like, I mean, that's, that's something, something I haven't sweet. even thought about happening right well, now. I mean, you know, how many times have we seen a, a show like? Oh, I'm the good one. No, he's yeah. the good one. No, I'm the bad one. You know, I mean, sorry, he's the bad one. No, I'm the good one. You know, whatever you want to go back and forth. And then, of course, the guy with the gun has to make the judgment call. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Um, don't see that happening, you know. I don't know. I don't want to put it past. I mean, I I'm can see them doing it in a less do, comedic that way. That's B-rate. I, I'm, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, it probably won't be as comedic or anything, and I'll be okay with it. Uh, you know, that's where the scrat, the cut on the arm might actually come into play. Well, I don't think you're gonna. I'd be shocked if I see a scene where both of them are in the same picture, in the same frame. Look, all I know is I'm gonna be looking for a beautiful woman in a red dress. <laughs> That's all I know. A little Matrix reference for everybody, yeah. you know, to make there sure we're go. all there. You go. There's no doubt. Okay. Um, here's another little detail that was brought up from an email since we were talking about things like that. Um, the what do you call it? Cotton when, Eye Joe. Yeah, um, you, you're right. Exactly. Um, the drawings on the show. People yes. were talking about the drawings on the show when we got the email about this. Um, I'm glad that other people are on my boat because the fact that there's this many artists yeah. in one small area. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. 
like I'll get, use my wife as an example. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in this show, Ralph's wife is a social worker, works something that close to that profession, however you want to look at yeah. it, or so on. She does these three drawings. Like she's the police sketch artist. I wouldn't go that far, but if I asked my wife to draw someone's face, yeah. it would look horrendous. Nothing like those drawings. <laughs> you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. So this is like one detail where I'm like, okay, what? yeah, no. They're just a little too good. I mean, it was one thing to draw somebody who has a, a messed up face. And those, those drawings are so, were okay. Yeah. You know, I, I was okay with that. But when you draw Man. your interpretation of Terry Maitland and then a new version Jim. and then a new version and it looks like a slow transformation yeah. of the same ones. It, no, no, no. I mean, See, I'm an like, artist. Yeah. I am a paid artist. Okay. I, I do this on, on the it's side like, professionally yeah. for over 15 years. And I'm a terrible artist and I know how hard I work to be a terrible All artist. Right. <laughs> That's the one thing where like, the rule of cool takes over. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you need it to look so at least so good so that the average visual or average person viewer can make this correlation on their own. I mean, and I get that, but what is something every police department has that could just ex this? They have a sketch artist. They do. Or what would be cool is that are so on is, is that, how cool would it have been if they had found, uh, and I've seen this in some of the other movies, and that's one of the things I really love is is that the kid's diary has drawings of this thing, and you can see how it's changed or something like that. But I think they were just really trying to signify the whole, its eyes are disappearing and it just yeah. left holes and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And I expected it to just be like little squirrely circles and everything. But no, she has some pretty picture-perfect dark holes. Well, here's the deal. The difference in something looking great artistically when it comes to a drawing, a caricature, this, that, or so on, is they emphasize points. Like when you go to Disney World, Disneyland, this, that, or so on, and somebody you pay somebody $15 and they do a quick caricature yeah. of you <laughs> like that. They do the same format of drawing for everyone. <laughs> they just extenuate a couple features of you, and then the viewer of this piece goes, oh, of course oh, that's did. me because look, I got a big nose. <laughs> yeah. I show a lot of teeth when I smile or, you know, I'll look at the hair. It's obvious or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. That. And that's how they can whip them out in five, 10 minutes. And you, you spent your 15, $20, get the guy a tip. This, that, or something. And you're already trying to make it look like yourself. Right. And you want it to look like you. Mm-hmm. And so if the artist does this, so her drawing these three things in a row and catching these features with whenever somebody's not a confident drawer, there's a lot of sketching. What that means is a bunch of little dashes yeah. that end up making a line. These were like, Perfect. Finished lines. Does that make sense? Somebody. It's almost like she was looking at a picture and then drawing it. Confidence to start and finish a line continuously is something you build with practice and mm-hmm. time to set or so on. Now, given there's all going to be that person out there, for all you know, she's an amateur drawer on the side, or da 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 da, da and we're just over. Give us to us in some way. Have a painting in the house. Like, I'm not beating this thing to yeah. death. I was just saying it was just one thing I noticed when I looked at those drawings, and I think it was purely for the viewer to make the correlation themselves without having to be ham-fisted and slapped with you, you know, looking at going, look, look, look. And and you're right. And they did a fantastic job with it. It's just, I'm such a bad artist. And, you know. It's just frustrating that, you know, a 50-something-year-old housewife can smoke you and draw. No, not a housewife. Put some respect on her. That's right. Social worker and everything. Social worker, you know. Okay, there you go. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I'll give you that. Um, There's no doubt. All right. 
let's let's go back to some of the details here for Holly and her conference. Okay. Okay. She pinpoints exactly if this thing feeds or does a murder, or however you want to say it, between 24 and 27 days. Mm-hmm. I don't know the date of today for this meeting. Yes. That I didn't see anything that gave us an actual date and time. We tried to think How about it. How close are we to this 24, 27, you think? I think we're pretty close. I mean, I think we've probably got to be rounding around 21 days, yeah. somewhere around in there, because we see Bolton. He's a little bit more aggravated, way more aggressive. Because the fact that he gets to this fight before his bouncers do lets you know that someone's on edge and everything. Well, here's the next thing, okay? Let's think about this. The boy is murdered. They arrest Terry In the next almost day. immediately yeah. afterwards, right? Terry goes to jail for a night or two. Then on the way to court, this uh, this fast track now. Yes. The, the shooting happens, he dies, the kid dies, this, that, or so on. And she's been gone. Holly's been out investigating for at least a week or two. We've got to be really, really, really close. Yep. Of, I mean, the kids have been bullied out of school. I mean, I got to figure that's more than a week. Yeah. I mean, like, so to me, we're on the cusp of 24 days. Mm-hmm. You know, got to be close. Um. So that that's very interesting, which is a good thing. It leads us to the whole, all right, here it yeah. is. And also, El Coco or the doppelganger like that is becoming more desperate with, to stop this to investigation. To stop Holly and, and the investigation. Which also, the cool ways that they wrote stop her all the way throughout this episode. Oh, yeah. The like, bloody the bloody uh, stop what, her on the wall behind Jack. In the bathroom, which also, how about that soap dispenser? I, I remember Dude, using that once or twice detail, and everything. Yeah, man. I mean, like we, we were cracking up old about seeing school that. Sub, like you want to talk about details? Let's talk about that sub dispenser was one. Mm-hmm. How about I want to call? I want to say Rouse House is like a, a mid century modern. You know, like the late fifties, early sixties. You know, the what do you call it? One and a half stories yep. with little stairs everywhere. You know, sunk floors and. How about the light fixture in the dining room? Oh my god! Did you see it? The coolest thing I mean, like the double spaceship light fixture with the red right there in the middle to separate it. I mean, like never seen anything like it. You ain't gonna find that at Home Depot. Oh no! And so on. And so I thought that was cool detail. Jake mentioned the details about how when Jack was taking his ass beating, all the hand marks, bloody hand marks on the wall, like it was being pulled into a room and it was holding a wall to prevent it from happening. You oh, know, just, oh, fantastic. Just, well, in his acting, like, again, we talked about it a little bit, but just in the ass whooping, like, you just see him trying to call, and then all of a sudden you see his body jolt up and everything. Like, yeah. It was, it was real life stuff. Yeah, it was great. And also seeing her come at him like a spider monkey. I hate to go back to it. Yes. But it was I'm epic. cracking up at just seeing her lunge Dude. 40 feet or whatever. Just Carl like. Lewis has got nothing on this chick. <laughs> Let me go ahead and tell you. This chick's oh, got nothing. Oh, man. There, man. She, it just. Absolutely no enjoyed that entire scene. Oh, and kudos to the female actor who played mom, giving this guy an ass beating. Oh, my God. Great. You know great. she was having a blast the entire time on set. Right. Wait, I get to whoop him? Oh, bring it. Like, yeah. Let's do some more. <laughs> this is about to be epic. <laughs> um, I, and one of the other stops to stop her was on his hands, you know, even yes. that one deal, you know. And, well, and it's slowly. Uh, it was a slow appeal, you know, slow Like burn. carving, like, into his hands. And then it came across fully like you would read it. You know, the one thing I did notice is, is that 
you know, if it was like carving in the hand, he didn't grimace like he was being cut. Mm-mm. It was just like it was just magically appearing on his hand so that it didn't have a painful like, effect. That's a good point. You notice that? Yeah, because, I mean, because they didn't want... He was in want... a room with mixed company. Yep. Um, so and it, then it's interesting that it can make the blisters go up and down, but you, still not lose its power. You know what it tells me? I think the blisters are showing... But, it contradicts itself as well, in my opinion. And just hear me out. It, the blisters went away from Jack, and he he was thankful. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he he praised and so on. And then he went to go do it, and then he started noticing, "Hey, stopper, stopper!" And yeah. He said, and he didn't, and he got his ass beat when it was all set. When it was over, the, it, it, it had amplified on his neck to severity. Yes. And he was in immense pain. Okay. If that is the case, and so on, that this thing when it's letting you go and not dealing with you and those disappear, then why did the Tracy Powell guy still have them on his neck? After he had died. That's a good point. Maybe it can't control you anymore once you're dead. And so it couldn't remove the bumps. But he wasn't being controlled anymore, was he? Or was he being controlled and that suicide was at the monster's behest? I think the suicide was at the monster's behest. because From that distance away? Or was this a person who wanted murder by a cop because he was grief-stricken? Because that showed the evidence of him going back and making the bed. He realizes that he was a, a you know, an accessory to this, or this, that, or so on. To me, I think there's an argument both ways. But the spots on his neck contradict what's happening with Jack. Because, I don't, because that's how the monster knows about Holly, right? Is because... Maybe. Um... She met, and what was his name again? It's his first, it's Hofstadter's first cousin. Tracy Powell. Tracy Powell. She met him back in Ohio. At the uh, the cemetery, yeah. And so, yeah, because you said that. I have a hard time believing that this thing. Can control it nine hours away. Yeah, attached to this guy. Because he's visiting this gravesite. He's talking lucidly. But maybe it's still giving it some of its grief. But like but I mean, it's nowhere there, near. He wants to be there for. Yeah, him. and we've already established that he's not there. No, that's a great point. So to me, it's another visual cue for the visual for the vis, for the the viewer of oh hey we can connect dots. Just Tracy guy's got the shit on his neck, mm-hmm. just like Jack, and so Holly's able to make the correlation. And that's what the reality the of it is: is that he's been gone for three weeks from Dayton. Yeah, roughly. Roughly, like, we, we, we're ballparking. Those spots, if he's not under control anymore, should they be gone? Or does he determine how the spots look and are they, they stay there permanently even if he's not a part of you anymore? Yeah. These are just, a, you know, you just don't know. You know, but the one episode, this episode shows Jack's disappear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> that's a great point. And the fact that it can disappear is a huge, huge thing. Because like it is, it does make it look like Jack is in more control whenever the blisters are down. Like he's not in nearly as much pain or anything, but he's aware. Obviously, he sees, he still sees vision. Yes. he sees the vision of Stopper on the wall, on the hands, but you never see him wince in pain. I mean, I or think something he having yeah. a problem when the bumps are not there. I mean, I think he goes from like living with a six. To probably down to like a two or maybe right. just not in pain. It's almost like the bumps on his neck are like a hot spot. Mm-hmm. It's like if you get a sunburn, you move a certain way, oh, you know, whatever. The bumps aren't there, you're fine. You know what I'm saying? But 
you know, the bumps are coming. So now when you see the new sets of bumps, which are enormously nasty, pus filled, god awful, worst I've ever seen. I see Obviously, people Jack on... is in. I'm going to do what the hell I have to do because I'm in so much pain. I can't stand it anymore. Oh, yeah. And like the people on Twitter, Reddit, and everything saying, who else wants to just go up and pop those things? You people are gross. You <laughs> sick of me. Like, I, I don't oh. know how. Hey, like, everybody knows somebody who watches like Dr. Pimple Popper or something like that. Oh, God. I, I'm one of them. I think that I, I, get, I get a strange satisfaction out of seeing somebody pull a giant lipoma out of somebody's arm. I want everyone to know if I die. We all know who the number one suspect is. <laughs> like, I don't know how you people can watch it. <laughs> I don't know how people can watch that stuff, man. Like, yeah. oh. It's fascinating to me. I, it's not like I enjoy watching somebody get something cut. I'm just saying it's just fascinating that something like that can happen. It's naturally in the body. Anyway, no. we'll move forward. Um, <laughs> Thank you. But uh, so I'm trying to find the connection of the bump's significance since we have a second character yes. in the show. And, and if anyone has some theories on yeah. how Powell was able to still be affected by this from that far away or anything. Or if you think he wasn't affected, he was just grief stricken. But, you know, that's just my lonely opinion. (laughs) But also it's funny because we were looking at the rap sheet that Holly pulled up and everything. He, as well as Hofstadter's brother, heroin, they both had that in common. But also... Something else highly addictive. Those eleven herbs and spices, baby. I got breaking breaking to see the Colonel. Well, that's right. Breaking in and got the KFC, baby. Uh, yeah, that's a great detail. You know that you, if you read really quickly on her on her you know computer screen when she's on the bus is that the guy had a rap. She, mm-hmm. You know, okay, and then, heroin possession. All right, and trade, and that's who she saw on the bus, isn't it? Dude, when he turned around and had gunshot wounds in his face. Oh my god! What attention to detail! Like, I'm just like wow. Creepy. And I mean, they look good. I mean, it's a weird thing to say looks good, but. You look great with holes (laughs) in your face. Yeah. Um, No, it looked like somebody who had been shot. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then, man, to have her go on the bus because we see what she sees, which is like an 18-wheeler blocking the thing, and she just goes running up. Stop! Yeah. How many times in this episode... Did you feel like you're about to see something and it doesn't happen, but it makes you sit there and go, oh, oh like when Jack first walks into his apartment and you and me are both like, uh, there's something in the window. There's something it. in the window. I want people to go back and rewatch this and tell me we're damn liars. Yes. You go back and there's a scene where Jack goes in there and he's walked it, in and this is before mom shows up yeah. now. This is when he first walks in. By the way, his super stereotypical man cave. <laughs> Bachelor pad of just. Walks in, leather sofa and chair. You know, a bullet, bullet making machine, pull down press, Jack Daniels. Butler, big screen TV, like you said. Big screen, one deer head on the wall. No we, wall. we got the Yeti cooler, which I can only presume is filled with bush light. Yeah. Oh, the beast. <laughs> oh, God. I'm slopping foam in a can. But, uh, and I'm sorry for all, you know, Bush light drinkers out there. All you Ioans out there, I feel for you. Live live there a long time with you. You know, if the desperation, that's what you got. I I, I feel for you. In Iowa, Bush, drink of choice. They'll take it over anything. It's a rough place to live. I'm sorry. It's glorified pond water. Hey. You know, foamy pond water. But anyway, um, I'm just kidding. But anyway, what I'm getting at is, is that, very stereotypical man cave style, this, that, or so on. But when he's sitting there and it's semi-dark, you go look at those windows. The left you, window panel. Left window panel. You, you see Jack. You hear the sound. Mm-hmm. An auditory, that, that, or so on. And there is something glowing and moving in that window. 
Yeah. We rewound up two or three times, and I was like, what the shit is that? Yeah, there's you something know? there. There's something cooking there. So y'all watch that scene, and y'all tell me if I'm lying. Maybe my TV had a blur. I, I just doubt it. I'm just putting it out there. But then, and I kind of want to go back to when, because we have Holly go into the house. Like you said, she sees the pictures and everything. And, I mean, what's Ralph's wife's name? Um, Jamie. Jamie? Jamie? Okay, that yeah. sounds right. And Jamie starts telling him, like, okay, I was sitting here and everything. She goes and gets the blacklight. We've talked about the scene a little well, bit. Yeah, just well, with the, makes her own blacklight. People, yeah, she uses. I don't know if this makes a blacklight or not, but you just never want to use a blacklight. Like, no, no one wins with it. It makes things. me want to get on YouTube right now and, and see say, if that's a real and thing. See if we can make this happen. I'm willing to bet it is because yeah. the, the show has done such a good job of detail. I, I just don't see anything. In other words, purple sharpie. Who would have thought? And then you just layer a couple times. For all you know, it's Crayola. Makes sense. Yeah, don't hate. Don't, yeah. You know. No, uh, that was a sharpie. Like, th- there's no doubt about it. Okay. Not an ad. I, I had but, no idea <laughs> that we had a marker expert. Man, I'm just kidding. Um, but I right. mean, so she like gets all that. Then they talk about that a little bit. But before we get into that, Ralph goes back down. We talked about it, how he was like, was it you and all that? And I thought he was going to shine the black light down there. But as that's happening, the clock strikes again. What I mean by that is anytime like there's those tense moments and something had just happened because I believe that's when Jack was getting his ass whooped. Uh, the clock just starts ticking and that became again a character it's it's the it's the non-visual character that makes you like just tense up like tense oh up, my like, goodness what's, going, what's on? going on i mean there was two or three times in the episode where they give you a visual cue or something or they the camera angle does a good job to make you go okay what am i supposed to be seeing now mm-hmm. what am i looking for because it stays on this too long good example they show a picture they show a scene of the bus driver looking up like he's about to fall asleep yes. at the wheel and so I'm like, oh, he's oh, just going to oh, this, this we're, we're about to have a wreck. Like, so I'm constantly watching the bus swerve mm. or another detail. No. You know, it was just another, it was a false number. Then, you know, the part where Claude was outside smoking a cigarette and got his arm cut. They show a scene sitting on his old, old school Camaro, mm-hmm. by the way. I love the old Camaro. Said so on, but they made sure you could see the roof line of the building behind him. Yep. And they stared at it for a long period of time. I'm like... Well, we're about to see the doppelganger's head pop up or something. We're about, to, <laughs> we're about to get a visual. We're about to get something. That, that, nope. He gets in the car and he leaves. And it was all just to well, create that visual appearance of, all right, what are we supposed to be seeing? Well, not only are we getting that, but in that same camera frame, we're getting uh, Sablo sitting in the car, but you can't make out really who it is because it's blurry in the real v- rear view mirror. Right. But considering How great of a, like, yeah. I mean, like, you know who it is, but like you can't confirm it. It's just like, how great of a shot is this? Because like you said, we're lingering there for 10 seconds. Exactly. Who thinks to do that? Exactly. You know, they're going, most people are going to sit in there and be like, okay, you're going to see Sablo. A-okay, no problem. But no, yeah. they make you wait for that confirmation. It was just like, Exactly. I mean, there were simple scenes. I mean, like when she's leaving the bus station, walking towards the bus, it had a camera next to the chair. And as she walks away, it blurs into it. There was a scene where uh, Jamie is cleaning a coffee cup. And you just suddenly have the camera right there on the counter when the cup just becomes in frame. And yep. So many cool little visuals. Uh, and it changes to like the two-tone cup like it's separately. Like you see it settle in on the yeah. dark brown first then it goes to like the cream brown. It's just like the, the detail. Who's the, sitting there thinking about this is going to be a cool shot? Attention to detail. Um, I'm going to say one of the things we kind of wrap it up with her is when Holly's in the car, she is able to Google or look up wherever Jack lives. Mm-hmm. And and she, he gets in the car with her. 
And she's able to come to the conclusion, hmm. Well, and she pulls up just at the perfect time after he had packed his guns into the back thing. So, I mean, a little happy coincidence, but perfectly okay with it. Right. But she's like, you know, she knows something's up. And this fits her character. It like does. that that's why I think it's perfectly okay. I always knew it was funny is because like if she was able to see that he looks like he's in hell mm-hmm. just by staring at him, him looking like he got his ass whipped over and over this there and so <laughs> on, suddenly says, Hey, you need to come out here and look at this something and don't let anybody know you're coming. I mean, I mean like But he played it off in a good way red too. Red flag after red flag. Like, it is red flags, but with how he worded it and everything it's like, hey, don't let them know because they'll just kind of say you're off the rocker and everything. Right. You know, I mean, he put it in a believable way. I'll give you that. But, I mean, obviously, she was going ding, 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 ding. Oh, yeah. Like, and I mean, she sees right through it. But I, I like how if it was anybody else, it'd be like, okay, like, I see why you don't want me to tell anybody. Right. It would it would be insulting to her character if it didn't go the way it's yes. going. Of course, she does the whole wet wipe thing to get him to lean over. Um, now I, I've leaned over to grab something. I didn't lean over to take it for four or five seconds to grab something, but no. hey, here he there. gets a shock of pain though, you know? And yeah. I mean that that's why. Um, and so she sees the bumps and of course this is where dun, oh. dun, dun. So se- this, this is where I, we, we skimmed over it before she goes into the meeting. She gets a PDF from Andy. She doesn't open it. We don't know if we've seen that PDF or it, if it was the one she printed off at Ralph's, Ralph's house, house. Um, showing that the that he had these bumps on the back of his correct. neck and everything. And so, here's the thing: I thought she came to the conclusion of the bumps before Andy sent the PDF. Possibly. Now, but maybe he had a little bit she more. Did infor- see something? I can't remember. I don't remember either. I just don't know. I, I want to say you wouldn't. It's not like she could look at a newspaper or a TV screen and see a see a visual of a body like that. They won't show no. you that on national television or a newspaper. So she had to get the photo from police evidence. evidence. So obviously that's something Andy would have sent her. And you would send that as a PDF. Correct. So I'm going to guess. Or a JPEG. But I'm going to guess. And tell me if we're wrong. I'm going to guess that this PDF that he sent was was the the visuals visual. of the body. After the, you know, and we do have some people who have told us, like, you know, investigations to work that way. So if you're still out there listening to us, please let us know if that's how this would work. Absolutely. We get some awesome emails from police officers and stuff. So, um, 100% on that. So I'm, I'm very curious. Um, you know, I want to think that's what that is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I want to believe that because I think she finds that information and that's what that email, that PDF is that are showing what helped her come to the conclusion. And of confirmed all Jack. of her suspi- or, uh, suspicions and everything. Correct. Uh-huh. And like, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes because I mean, like we have a little bit, I don't want to talk about the previews for the next episode well, and everything, uh, but here's the thing. she's I mean, like, Hey, I, I kind of want to turn back. I want you to see some photos. And then like, it's just like the, you already know yeah. it's true. Let, let's just head where we're going. Yeah. And if you're the driver in that situation, what do you do? Like, I mean, do you, I mean, if I'm her, probably going to assume that Jack probably still has a gun, so it's not really going to matter. Not um, really going to be able to give a driver. I find a way to get out of the vehicle, pull over and act like I'm sick or I need to take a leak or something. Still going, dude has a gun. <laughs> well, I know that. But if you just pull over and say, hey, I... I'm about to get sick or whatever like that, you know, 
and you like you act like oh actually you get on you get your phone out and text somebody or whatever or you just start running you know gonna outrun a gun in a bullet in a car well here's the deal you, you know you have to make the decision of are you going to go all the way to where he wants you to be to kill you or do you want to be somewhere that could possibly be in public view or car going by okay so like you try to get off at a exit that's immediately city bound and everything yeah something you know what i'm saying i mean the whole nine yards uh but give or take, I mean, like I said, the 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 preview, obviously, the preview from last week, go ahead and kills any idea that I'm worried about her. Yes. I'm just going to put that out there because, I mean, there's scenes of her at a parade and other of this that are sold, da, 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 and we don't get to see that. Those scenes don't happen if and, he doesn't get away from, yeah. you know, And Jack. you wonder why I hate watching previews and everything. Right, exactly. This is one time where a preview that shows you in the next five weeks kills the tension of this scene. Yes. Where I could totally see this this season, this show killing you know a main character like they did Terry Maitland after you know episode two. Well done. You know, so I mean, this is where the previews go. You know, um, so the more of the story, people is don't never watch the previews. Yeah, no. Even though we will talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, no, and like the preview of this one, FYI, you know, he she's gonna try to talk him down. She's going to realize, you know, because obviously they have a conversation about it. Well, I mean, the big thing's going to end up being is does Jack kill himself before he can hurt her or is she able to like kind of talk him down? I could totally see her seeing Jack basically not not getting his ass kicked again, but struggling with a mental demon that she can't visualize. Yes. I mean, I, mean I, I think that's something that really happens. It would be and like then, her in the room watching the mom beat him up, even though the mom's not there. And I mean, I think it comes down to, does Jack kill the demon slash commit suicide before he can do any damage? No, I think it's gonna, you're going to get this. To me, this is going to be the end of Jack. And it's going to be the confirmation for for Ralph to say, I believe now. Does that make sense? Because she's going to say, this guy killed himself. Look at the spots on his neck. He was the accomplice that did that stuff. Jack took me out here to kill me. Look at his damn neck. He uh, ate, he ate his gun instead of killing me. We'll see. He, you know, there's something of that nature. I can I mean, totally see that playing out. You know, it's a repeat cycle. But I mean, Ralph could end up looking at that as she somehow forced him to commit suicide because that's the most logical answer. She meets yeah. this guy at the graveyard, and he goes and, get, and kills himself by murder, you know, suicide by cop. And then Jack, somebody he's worked with and knows this, that, or so on, Tamika's partner, just eats a gun. Was he? He's their lieutenant or something, isn't he? I thought he was a higher rank. I, I, he's a cop <laughs> in Cherokee City. Uh, whatever. So I mean, just what I'm getting at is, is that's too big a coincidence, okay. along with her other coincidences that she has named. You know what I'm saying? 24, 27 days, the contact, the scratch, people being so many miles away, this, that, or so on. Now there's this guy out here who's associated with this stuff on his neck. Jack has the same shit on his neck. They both die. I would argue, just to play devil's advocate, it is still easier to believe that she somehow found a way to make him commit suicide than to believe in the boogeyman. As a detective for the past, what, 30 years, who is who even told Glory, even if I haven't found enough evidence to make it believable yet, it's not implausible. I just haven't found the right evidence yet. Right. You know what I mean? And so, I mean, this is a person. Well, things are inexplicable. I just haven't found it yet. Yeah, yeah. That's how he said it. So, in that situation, I think he's still going to try to prevent himself from believing 
in the boogeyman. I think he will never believe until you get a, he gets a visual of his own. That that makes sense until he sees something of his own two eyes that is a confirmation. Just like just like any normal rational person. So why isn't this thing talking to him? Hmm? So why isn't this thing talking to him? Um, to me, if it's talking to him, it might lead to more of a conclusion that it's it's real. So you think it's more dangerous to talk to him than right. to have everybody and, around him going crazy? I think this thing picks and chooses who has feeble-minded. Okay. You know, people you can control or divert in certain ways. It's attacking him by letting his wife be worried about it. You know, the people around him that would deter him from continuing with their so on. Maybe judging by who he is and reading its mind or this or so on, he knows that it's a determined person. He's not going to believe something of that nature. Just like, you know, he doesn't believe that his son was telling him, let him go. He To me, when he said, let me go, dad, let me go, or let it go, whatever like that, I thought he was talking about let it go that he's suffering for his kid, like he talked about with the therapist. See, I thought it was saying let it go to the investigation and everything. Right. So I had a different visual on that. And then he said, that's just my son telling me to let him go, quit grieving. Mm-hmm. And Which and great now job he's, by him talking to the therapist, yeah. too. Like That so, was another fun scene. So him coming back now and looking at it and going, was that you? You know what I mean? So he's starting to doubt his own perception, his own mind, his own mm-hmm. conclusions. So, and it uh, was... Did we see the therapist last episode? We didn't, right? I don't recall. And so it's funny that he said you missed our last appointment. They he missed an episode, and so like it'll be interesting to see if we kind of get this therapist every episode leading up in the next few That's weeks. True. Or know, for if all I, you know, every every episode is seven days. Could be. Like, I mean, we we have no idea. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, or I mean, we have no idea when their appointments are supposed to be. Like, could be every third. Well, it wouldn't day or add up like if that. It was every episode was seven days. Then we'd yeah, we'd have be, our, that'd be over twenty eight. Screaming past. Then we'd already have you know another murder. Yeah. You know, well, we'd have I mean, clawed. the first episode was two episodes. So I mean, then episode three would be seven days later. Seven days. Episode four would be fourteen days. Because we episode two or three five, days in the first. So we'd be at twenty eight days. Still too long. Yeah. So, all right. Well, guys, again, don't don't hesitate. I mean, which y'all have been phenomenal. Hit us up on social media or email. So many of y'all have, yeah. and we do a point to making sure everybody gets a response. Sometimes it takes a few hours, but we, we get it done. Um, sometimes it's short. I get it, but yeah. we really appreciate it. I mean, um, hit us up. BleedTVPodcast at gmail.com. BleedTVPodcast um, at Twitter. On Facebook. Uh, Facebook. Yeah, Zach BleedTV yeah, on Yeah, Zach BleedTV is just my little account I put on there that attaches a lot of times when people comment and say or so on or like the place. I try to befriend you so you can stay up to date, you know, and stuff. Feel free to leave us reviews and yeah, uh, five-star yeah. ratings on iTunes. We appreciate it. Yeah, Spotify. Like, yeah, that's really, 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 really appreciated. I mean, like I said, last week we found out that we were in the – uh, top 10 in iTunes on TV review stuff and, uh, you know, top 100 overall TV podcast. I mean, those yeah. are really, really great stuff. And we, that's just a trip to you guys. And we really appreciate it. And the reviews help with that. Uh, and like I said, we've gotten so many really good ones uh, here lately that uh, it's great. It warms paycheck. the heart. And yeah. like, I mean, I can't tell you what it means to us to actually get positive reviews and yeah. things like that. Does, I mean, we've been know? working on this for a long time yeah. and, like we messed around with different algorithms and we, we, to finally see some positivity and some growth with it means the world to us. It really does. Yeah, this was, We've been doing this almost five years and this past year is when we changed things up. And so it's been a benefit. And so we really appreciate it. Um, 
as always, in the next week or two, we'll have another podcast pop up, uh, el- eligible for subscription. The next show we're going to do is um, Westworld, Westworld, which, which will be ending season three, becoming the week after this uh, Outsider ends. Outsider ends. We um, have done Westworld before. You know, we're not going to be jumping into this cold feet, but it was under our old format and everything. And those episodes yes. sadly did not transfer over. Yeah, but, it's, um, back in the day we were just Bleed TV podcast for everything, and so now we have individual pods for every show. Uh, so when when that gets up next week, we'll let you know, and y'all can go ahead and hit subscribe and be waiting to catch up with us. If you have not watched Westworld, um, it's fantastic. It is a it's great different great semi more of it's kind of a mystery sci fi. Oh, the first season was acting. By the, the way. second season was more of a. Time like they put mess with your mind with the timelines and you never knew where you were. That's right. Um, the first one was a uh, who is who mm-hmm. or who is missing and who done it and who done it. And then the second season was can you figure out what, when, where, and how while you're watching you know mm-hmm. events at different times and formats and everything relates to season one. So and then the conclusion leads to season three, which is really unique. So. Uh, again, it's really well done. It's really unique. Uh, great actors. Oh my gosh. Um, I mean, Anthony Hopkins and you know, it's just so many. I'm not gonna go down that road. Anyway, watch it. If you have been watching it, keep up with us when we get ready to start that as well. But, uh, other than that guys, I think we're going to call it a night. Uh, again, thanks for everything. And we look forward to seeing y'all next week. This is bleed TV and I'm Zach and I'm cash until then.